Hey, hey, couples. Welcome to another episode of Keeping Your Marriage Hot and Holy. This is your love coach, Chara Taylor, and I really hope that you are having a wonderful day. So today I want to talk about romance in marriage. And I want to start off by saying that one of the goofiest pieces of advice I have ever heard about marriage is for someone to say, make sure you always go on dates, have date night every week. I promise (laughs) that must be some old school thinking or advice. Now, don't get me wrong. I think date night is imperative and, and definitely important. However, I also think it's pointless to send two people who don't like one another out on a date. It's like sending enemies together on a business transaction. The two people will be like, you know what? We'll be cordial and get through this. But once it's over, then you don't talk to me and I won't talk to you. We can go back our separate ways. And that's typically what you find when you have two people who are in a marriage who really don't have any connection. But you tell them that they must go on dates on a regular basis. If the issue is not dealt with before the date. Then you have two people unconnected, unattracted to each other, sitting through a dinner, not speaking, engaged in other things, both waiting and wanting for this thing to be over. (laughs) But you know what? We're living in a different culture. Years ago, women were okay with playing second best or just having a person around just for the sake of saying, I have a man. But that's not the case today. Not in 2020. In 2020, women are requiring time, respect, love, honor, affection, attention, loyalty, faithfulness, and much more. And I might add, rightfully so. But also, men are requiring the same things. Men are requiring love, honor, respect, attention, affection, loyalty, faithfulness, and much more. And rightfully so. In essence, couples are requiring more than just the physical presence. There must be some romance involved, some sort of connection, right? (laughs) Yep, and amen. So we no longer want to go on empty or boring dates. We want dates that bring great memories. We want dates that bring about fun. We want passion on dates. We want fulfilling conversation on dates. We want to talk about one another, how we feel about one another. We want to dance. We want to get close to each other. We do not just want to sit down and look at each other in the face, chew, and eat some food. Heck, we can do that at home, right? We want romance back on dates and in marriages. And honestly, it appears that the very art of romance seems to be missing, lost, or dead in most marriages. Both man and woman are consumed with work, children, uh, making money. Uh, oh my goodness. And this horrible, horrible thing called technology. And unfortunately, unfortunately, the very noun of romance is gone. And that is the feeling. And then the verb of romance is non-existent, which is the courting and the wooing. So we must focus on putting these things back into marriage. But we can't put these things back into marriage without the man. We must focus on putting the man back in romance. Romance cannot exist without the man. So hear me. Yes, I am speaking about the male gender. It is very important that we have the male gender involved and included. 
But looking a little deeper into it, I'm actually speaking about mankind, both man and woman. Both play a part in having uh, an effective romance in the marriage. You've got to both be involved. You must tell yourself every day there is no romance without the man. I must do my part. And the reason why I keep keep talking about man, I'm talking about it in the sense of mankind. And I need you to make sure that you get that throughout the rest of this, that mankind is important to playing a part in romance. So let's chat for a minute. Marriage is a gift that millions of people pray for each year. Millions of women, millions of men are praying to get married. And then on the flip side, we got those of us who are married and we treat our gift of marriage and our gift of having a spouse as if it's a punishment. And if you're honest with yourself, sometimes we constantly cry and complain about it or even ask when it's going to be over. Uh, You know, (laughs) sorry to say, but it's the truth. We act like kids on a punishment. How much longer? How many more days? When is going to be over? Like our whole world is crushed and devastated because of something that we have pretty much done and gotten ourselves into. All right. Now, our behavior towards one another actually shows God that we are unappreciative of the gift that he gave us. Sorry. Uh, And then, honestly, guys, we have the nerve and the audacity to demand appreciation from the very gift that we was given. So much like us, very hypocritical. We show God that we don't honor or value the gift he gave us by the way we treat our gift. We show lack of honor by our words towards each other, blaming, name calling, fault finding. We also show lack of honor by our selfish behaviors, only looking out for self, only cleaning up certain areas of the home that I messed up, (laughs) only concerned about your bills, never fixing meals for your spouse or family, only thinking about or seeking food out uh, for yourself without asking if anybody else is hungry. We show God our lack of care for the very gift that he has given us by how we don't make it our top priority in terms of attention and spending time together. Because the truth is, if we focused on prioritizing our spouse and showing him or her that constantly they mean more to us than anything, then we are being romantic. If we speak words that are edifying to our spouses, then we are being romantic. Listen, guys. You need to tell her sometimes and often what she does to you and for you. How you can't wait to smell her sweet nectar. or How you can't wait to taste her honey pot. Ladies, it's okay for us to tell him how we can't wait to feel his strong arms wrapped around us. Or him pulling us in closer and closer to him. Tell him how you can't wait to release some stress with him in between the sheets. It's fun, y'all. It's flirty and it's romantic. Remember, not every conversation needs to be about bills or sports or what the kids got to do or homework or what happened in traffic or what's going on. Just sit back and talk to each other. Talk to each other about each other. We need to take some cues from the Song of Solomon who they just talked about what their body parts did and can't wait to do this and can't wait to do that. Does not mean that life was not existing or happening around them. They just did not allow life to consume them and take them out of the passion and the throes of romance and love. And we absolutely need to do the exact same thing. 
Okay, guys, listen, we need to set time limits for our technology use when we're at home together. For me, I pretty much shut down my social media and my phone around 8, 15 p.m. for the evening because I need to do other things and be with my family. And my computer goes off at around 10 on certain days. And then other days I need to still use it to do some work after everybody has gone to bed. The point is we need to spend quality time with one another where nothing, I mean, absolutely nothing else has our attention. We need to create time and space that we give to our spouses, our undivided attention and do things together. Stop being so separate. We need to do things together like reading and playing cards or playing board games, planning vacations, giving each other massages, just talking to one another about one another, hugging and snuggling, rubbing each other's head, back, feet, whatever you want to rub. Take some pictures together, work out together, ride bikes together, sit out and dream under the stars together. Have indoor picnics feed each other some fruit or some desserts together it's time to do more things together listen men y'all gotta come out of those men caves put those remote controls down turn those phones off and interact with the with your spouse and your kids and you need to make yourself a promise and a vow to be present in your home when you are present there not just your physical presence but your family your spouse they need your mental presence your spiritual presence your emotional presence and the same thing goes for the ladies it's okay for us to take about an hour or so to ourselves after we come home from work yes that's you got to get yourself some self-care but it is honoring to god and it is romantic to give your spouse some undivided attention and some time I could go on about that forever, but I'm going to let you th- let that lay a little bit. All right. Look, also, we got to focus on being good parents, because do you realize that when you engage with your kids in a loving way and the kids are smiling and happy, this is a turn on for your spouse and God is happy when you speak words that build your children and not tear them down. That is a turn on and it is romantic. See, we get caught up in the natural acts of romance. What people told us was romantic, like bringing flowers, running baths and taking showers and stuff together, bringing breakfast in bed, putting rose petals on the bed. You know, yeah, those those are good. Those are nice. But those get played out. If you just stay with those. And the truth is, when we become a, a married couple, when we become one, you got to go above and beyond that. And it dips into how you interact at home, what behaviors, what is going on in the house. You got to change things up to keep it spicy and exciting. The same way you talk about keeping it spicy and exciting in the bedroom, you got to keep it spicy and exciting just mentally and emotionally to bring romance back. Because I don't know if we simply understand that romance is just simply the art of being nice with the intent of showing that you really do like a person, showing that you really want to be around a person, showing that you genuinely care about a person in a loving and a sexual way, that that person is just wanting you all the time. It's simply just showing somebody that they are a gift and that you love them as the gift. Now, we have a problem here. If if you have decided that you cannot be romantic to your spouse because your spouse's outward appearance has changed in any way, maybe their size has changed, then you know what? You, sir, you, ma'am, 
you are superficial and you are shallow and you need to repent because to dismiss someone because they are aging or they may have a medical issue that is causing about a change to dismiss that person because of that is horrible and it is immature and it is also immature to turn romance off because someone has had a bad day, has gotten an attitude or gotten angry or made a bad decision, made a mistake. Maybe they're being moody or they have a standoffish body language towards you or they're just simply not present. Or maybe there's a frown on their face. But do you know that it is in those very moments that our spouses need our tender love and care the most? No, but we seem to throw up guards of selfishness and defensiveness and offense. And those things seem to take over kindness and patience and understanding and love. It's immature to turn off romance because somebody's having a bad day. Okay, I need you to know that. Now, listen to me, man. I need you, sir, to listen to me. We know that you must work to pay bills and to provide and to do all those things. But if you allow those things to consume you and you are unable to be romantic and give your wife the due undivided attention that she needs, then you are telling God that you do not trust him to take care of you or the family he gave you. If you are living beyond your means, then you simply need to simplify your life. Because as much as your your wife likes to get stuff, I'm sure she wants you more and she wants you to be around. Don't kill yourself trying to make a living. You need to make sure that, sir, we understand that you get beat up in the world and that you deserve to be to be treated differently at home and you want to be. But if you shun the wife out, if you keep blowing us off and act like we only exist for the act of sex, then the response that you're going to get is going to continue to show our disapproval and our unacceptance. Okay, man? Man, women cannot have romance without the man. We need you to put yourself back in the game. Get back involved in the romance. Stop the excuses. Stop waiting for a certain dollar amount. Romance happens daily in all aspects of life, not only in what you can afford. So start it up again because there is no romance in marriage without you, man. Now, women, we ain't getting off, okay? You you must know we're, we're not... We're not getting off. We understand that you have long days of juggling parenting, wife duties, work, home, chores, homework, school, meals, hormonal changes, PMS, all those different things. But if we allow these things to consume us, then they block us from being romantic and then they stop us from even receiving romance. So we must get a balance and we must get some help, even if we have to hire some help. We want the man to be back engaged in romance, but we must help him be back engaged in romance and we must help ourselves. We must give romance to him as well, woman. So romance needs to be both male and female in order for the man to be back in romance because we're talking about putting mankind back involved in the whole essence of romance. Now we can fix this, okay? We can fix this and we can fix this today. The first thing we need to do, man, the first thing we need to do, woman, is to repent and ask God to forgive us for our very actions of not showing romance or not get putting our all all of ourselves into our marriage. The next thing we need to do is, is we need to move towards restoration by putting in practice some of the things that I just mentioned. Go back and listen to this again. Okay. And then we need to work towards reconciliation, being friends again, liking one another again. Okay. It can be done. It can be done. And I, I know that it can be done. We just have to put ourselves back involved. 
Now, what I want to do quickly is pray for us and then we'll end. Okay, let me pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I lift up every person that is listening to this and I lift up their household and I lift up their marriage to you, God. And I ask you, oh God, that you would forgive each and every one of us for the part that we have played in taking the the essence of romance out of our marriages, God. I'm asking you, oh God, that you would endow us and you would empower us and you would restore us that we can show romance, oh God, that we can give our undivided attention into our marriages, oh God. And whatever is hindering us and whatever is distracting us, oh God, I'm asking that you show us so that we can smooth out the rough edges, oh God. I'm asking, oh God, that you will remove anything that tries to annihilate our marriages, oh God, and anything that tries to separate us in the mighty name of Jesus, oh God. And I just declare and I decree by the blood and the authority of Jesus that our marriages are fortified and certified in you, oh God, and that we will stand together as one flesh, God, united together, tearing down the principles and the, the principalities of darkness, oh God, that sets itself up against strong, healthy marriages, Oh God, we will love each other. We will be romantic. We will show romance in our marriages all over again. And we will give you glory in it, God. You will get the ultimate glory through these marriages. I decree it and I declare it in the mighty and powerful name of Jesus Christ. I praise you. Amen. All right, guys. This has been your hot and holy love coach, Chara. Thank you so much for joining me. I look forward to talking to you next time. And remember... Keep your marriage hot and holy. You have a kingdom marriage. Kingdom blessings to you. Talk to you soon.